the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In this show, we're going to talk about an issue known as humanitarian care. I'm excited in the second half of the show, a friend of mine is will be our guest. His name is Craig Hood, and we're going to meet him just in a little bit here. But I want to get started talking on this topic of humanitarian care. When I first put some thought to this show, the verse I looked at first was a verse that's written by the Apostle Paul in Galatians. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, and here's what it says. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I think about that particular scripture, and I want it to frame today's conversation. Care for others in need, especially those who may have faced disaster, or those that are finding themselves in the context of limited resources to make an advancement. We can, as the church, as we reflect Christ, serve and meet those needs, and bearing those burdens is a fulfillment of what Christ's mission truly is for all of our lives. I want to talk to you a little bit as we get started today about this illustration in Scripture that compares sheep and goats. So I grew up as a Christian church-going child. My family went to church every week, and my dad was a board member. And our Sunday mornings was really pretty fun. So we would wake up, and my dad would put on music in the living room that would play sort of through the living room and throughout the house while everyone got ready. But as a young boy, I didn't need a lot of time to get ready, so I would always hang out in the living room, and I would sing the worship songs that was playing. Now, a couple of uh, powerful, powerful groups uh, were part of my history. And one, I want to give a shout out to the Imperials. I have to say, I grew up as a young boy listening to the Imperials. But there's another uh, uh, man who is an artist who uh, tragically lost his life uh, years ago. His name was Keith Green. Keith Green is one of my all-time favorite music artists. And he wrote several songs. Many of them I have 
uh, taught to by playing on my my iPod to my children. My children know Keith Green's songs. They think I'm funny, but they sort of love his music. One of the songs that Keith Green wrote was called The Sheep and the Goats. And it was taken from a passage of scripture that I'm going to read to you here today. It's from Matthew's Gospel, the 25th chapter. Just listen in as I read through this passage. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And all will, and he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was a stranger. You welcomed me. I was naked. You clothed me. I was sick and you invited me in. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer. Now hear these words, by the way. The king answers, truly, I say to you, you did it to one of the least of these brothers. You did it unto me. And then the story continues. He'll say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed, into eternal fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. Now listen to this. He says this, I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it unto me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Today, as we talk about humanitarian care, I want us to hear the story from Matthew's gospel about the sheep and the goats. And in Matthew, remember I was talking about Keith Green and this song, he, he, he's playing the piano and this fun music sort of bubbles and he emerges and he talks about the king who answers and he's saying, hey, all of you sheep, you did this right. And, and I have to tell you, you did it for the least of these. It's like, it's like you, you're serving me. It's like you're doing this unto me. And, and he gave a promise to them and that they would spend an eternity, uh, in heaven, separate from eternal punishment. The, the, the promise to those who serve the need to others is this. The king will say to them, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. But then he looks to the left. And I want us to hear this because in Keith Green plays this gloomy, sad music and it's tugging at your emotions. I was listening to it a couple times today preparing for the show. And it's just amazing to me what he does with music. And then the, the story says this, that, that he answers the goats and he says, truly, I say, you did not do it. You did not serve the least of these. You did not serve the ones in need. And what the king is saying is when you don't serve those in need, it's like you're not serving me. And then he says, depart, you're cursed. And I'm going to put you into eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And they'll go away into eternal punishment. But the righteous, the righteous go into eternal life. And here's what I thought. 
You know, the only difference between the sheep and the goats, according to the scripture, is what they did and what they didn't do. So you are identified as a sheep or a goat based on your behavior of your faith. It reminds me of of the Good Samaritan. Some people passed by, but the Good Samaritan helped the one that was in need. So you might ask the question, when I see people in need, whether it's my neighbor or those across the world facing tragedy, what can I do? How can I, how can I serve? What can my church do? Is it a missions trip? Do I give financially? Do I pray? Well, there's many, many ways that you can serve. But what I want to do today is to tug on your heart to hear from the King of Kings someday that you can be blessed when you serve those in need. You are truly serving me. So when I think about what the church can do, it spurred me on to have my friend with us today. His name is Craig Hood, and he is the chief financial director with Convoy of Hope. And we're going to meet him here before break. He's going to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about Convoy of Hope, thinking about how we as the church can respond to those in need. So, Craig, I am so thankful that you're on today. Thanks for being part of your discipleship, Coach. Oh, thanks, Mike. It's great to be with you. Yeah, thanks. Could you take a minute and just for our listeners today, tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Well, let me say, first of all, how much I appreciate you really pulling Mm -hmm. in this teaching about Christian humanitarian care. I have, uh, much like Mike, I grew up in a Christian home, wound up with a call to preach, and so maybe the first half of my adult life, it was working full-time, leading a couple of churches, associating a couple of churches, but uh, they, and I really enjoyed that. Then the Lord led me into some other business ventures and ultimately put me here at Convoy of Hope. I have, um, Convoy of Hope is the organization I work with now full-time, and our mission is exactly what you've heard described. It's the Isaiah 58.10 about we spend ourselves on the need of hungry and the oppressed, that, you know, God tells us our light will shine like the dawn. You know, so there's a opportunity because we work with churches, I get to now put all of my <laughs> historic experiences, both as a pastor, as I've got, got a doctorate in communication from Texas Tech University, university professor. I've owned my own company. I've worked with a financial services organization that worked with uh, thousands of churches and church lending and things like that. And it's all culminated in being able to put all that together by leading. I'm, I'm the chief financial chief business officer with hope, and we're working around the world to do the very things that Jesus said are what good sheep do: care for the hurting, care for the oppressed, feeding hungry people is a big part of what we do. We now are feeding close to five hundred thousand children every school day around the world, and then also the oppressed. When you think about one of the roughest times people go through, is when disaster strikes, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding. Our team is, um, right now in West Virginia, there's flooding that's big time that's gone on there this past week. We have another portion of our team that's been in Ukraine and the surrounding countries ever since Russia attacked them, you know, about four months or so ago. And I could go on and on and on, but well, we, we will um, go a on blessing to in the second half it. of the show. We're going to kind of go through some of those and thank yeah. you for sort of introducing that. And as you listen in today to your discipleship coach, 
you're with Michael Smith and my guest, Dr. Craig Hood of Convoy of Hope, the chief business officer. And we're looking forward to hearing more from the heart of Isaiah 5810 and Dr. Craig Hood and Convoy of Hope. So I want you to hang in for the second half of the show as we go through an interview. But thank you for listening right now to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And you've been listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. And you're listening in today on a conversation about humanitarian care with the chief business officer of Convoy of Hope, Dr. Craig Hood, a friend of mine. We've even served on a team together. I'm excited for that. But uh, Craig, I want to get right into this. You know, there's been so many global disasters and humanitarian needs in our world, and and that seems to be getting greater <laughs> seemingly every year. And when we spoke this week, you were telling me a little bit about Convoy of Hope's response, uh, the efforts of response by Convoy of Hope in Ukraine. I'd, I'd, I'd love to maybe hear you unpack that a little bit about your response to, to those in Ukraine. Oh, yeah, happy to. And, you know, a lot of it, just so you know, is we, we are so tied in with the local church and that when the churches want to respond, we become a conduit for that. So in this case, particularly when the Russians invaded Ukraine and the uh, refugees started streaming out into literally countries around Ukraine, we were able, because of our connections with churches around America, to receive funds and then our and churches throughout Europe to be able to set up. And one of the first places we went, we set up a warehouse in Poland. Mm-hmm. And out of that is a staging location We've now sent food and various other relief supplies and have now in this four-month period of time or so been able to serve probably, well, easily over a million of the refugees and the people in the area. So we serve out of that warehouse, but we drive into Ukraine. We drive into seven other surrounding countries. And again, like I said, we're working through churches to provide help to people in need. I've got video on our website one of the most recent where you see a church building where a missile went through, literally went through the church building, didn't explode, went all the way through, didn't hurt anybody. You can see the, you know, just see wow. where it went. You can see the hole in the wall and the roof. It's just incredible to to be able to help where people are in such dire, dire straits. One of our own employees who works in our warehouse here in Springfield, Missouri, where we're headquartered, when the first bomb started falling, she was on a cell phone here in our building, talking to her son and daughter-in-law who are in a bomb shelter in Ukraine. So this is close to home for us as well as, you know, for many around the world, around the United States. Yeah, and I have to, to uh, say to those that are listening in how important it is to be part of a local church, thinking locally and globally. When I hear you talk about being in Ukraine and seven surrounding countries and serving the needs of one million people, 
it seems that that's something Jesus would probably want the church to do. It's just such a remarkable endeavor. So Yeah, and also through the church. So again, we're not coming in by ourselves. We're mm-hmm. getting to see the body of Christ at work with the pastors who are helping other pastors, helping other people. It's an, it's remarkable. You know, when pastors here, there's food and there's water and there's, you know, hygiene supplies and things like that. And, and they literally know where to go to get it. And you kind of, some of it's, you don't really know because they have to stay kind of off the, you know, off the, off the path. Literally right. there's defense issues, security issues, but God's mobilizing people. We're excited to get to be there. And so, really such for us, the biggest response we've ever been involved in internationally. Well, and when we were talking earlier this week, you were talking about the spiritual formation component that's part of that. Could, could you just unpack that for a moment as people are listening? Oh, today? yeah. Well, and that goes back to your intro with talking about do it for the least of these, you've done it for Jesus. We don't just go with the relief. We don't just go with supplies. That's all wonderful, and that'd be enough in terms of giving that cup of cold water. But we get to go through the church, so we get to not only share Jesus, some places— you know, you'll find people ask for prayer. We, we, you know, very sensitively offer prayer, and this is around the world. Uh, but you see people come to the Lord, and we know of hundreds, thousands, you know, that have come to the Lord without maybe street preaching or a Bible, but through that experience and that exposure. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have, because we work all over the, the we're now in 29 countries. Wow. In some places, we've actually established teaching centers as a part of the work the church is doing especially with children, to teach them a curriculum. We have, we've developed several different curricula on spiritual formation, discipleship, you know, biblical development. That's so powerful. Hey, you're listening in today to Your Discipleship Coach, and we're talking about humanitarian care. Today's guest is Dr. Craig Hood, who's the chief business officer of Convoy of Hope, and he's been talking about the outreach in Ukraine, and they've done this globally but, but Craig, can you tell us a little bit about how Convoy of Hope serves uh, the disasters of the United States? Oh, yeah. Well, pretty much. We're headed into the next month or so. We know it's what's typically called hurricane season. Mm. So when you know, these hurricanes start to form in the ocean, usually you know, you'll see the Atlantic or the Caribbean, our team starts to mobilize. We study. We've, we have over 30 trucks, semi-trucks and trailers. And we start putting together loads. A lot of times it's water, it's tarps, it's food. And so as soon as, you know, a hurricane hits and you find out that there's need, we're not search and rescue, but we're among the first responders. Mm-hmm. Like we work with FEMA and other groups. And so we just set up typically in a church parking lot, maybe more than one church parking lot, get the word out that there's help. And so people come by and uh, usually drive by. We have a way to distribute you know, anywhere between four and seven days of food and water mm. to, uh, you know, for a family. And, you know, we help them with the recovery. We have a chainsaw team. They, you know, <laughs> like when the Hurricane Harvey hit Texas, you know, back a few years ago. I mean, they were uprooting, you know, Hurricane uproots trees and, mm. you know, it tears things apart. And so you have to do some cleanup work when the hurricane waters hit. You know, we'll have to mud out a house so that you, you can find out if you can live in it or if, it's going to have to be destroyed. You know, there's yeah. just lots of things we do to help 
people start to get their lives back in order. Well, you've opened an opportunity for me. My Father's Day gift uh, this year was a brand new chainsaw. So I'm thinking there might be a (laughs) chainsaw team in my future. Uh, That's so great. Hey, I'm also somewhat familiar with Convoy of Hope sort of being more broad than just, I say just, but more broad than disaster recovery. Can you give us some insight as to some of the other aspects that are involved with the Convoy of Hope? Yeah, we have six what we call them are initiatives. So we have obviously disaster response is one of those initiatives, both in the U.S. and internationally. We have a children's feeding initiative, which works typically outside the U.S., although we're working on plans internally. But we set up program centers where children come to be fed who would otherwise be scrounging for food off garbage heaps. Mm. And that we do it through the church in local schools. So the kids come, they're fed, they stay in school, they learn, you know, the whole objective is graduate and be able to create, you know, a good life for themselves, all in the context of spiritual development. We also have an initiative for women to help women, especially in emerging countries, emerging cultures, to develop a micro-business. It might be raising chickens. It might be, you know, developing, you know, kind of a a business to make sandals and bracelets. I've seen all of this kind of thing. We have another initiative. We call it agriculture, agriculture initiatives, where we help farmers in these locations who need better farming techniques. So maybe it's to get a better crop yield or maybe teach them to farm crops that are drought resistant. And then the last big initiative we have is what we call a rural initiative. So this goes back to the U.S. where we send out teams to literally hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of churches in small rural areas where the pastors by vocational, a church may have 50 or 100. We help them by setting up an opportunity to serve their community with these, you know, food, water, and resources, but also become more of a resource with the, the local the school department, the fire department, police department, you know, city hall, and let the church really be the church in that mm. rural community. I love your connection to the local church and the community. Hey, Craig, if someone wanted to potentially give a financial donation or learn more about Convoy of Hope, where can they find you? The best place to go is our website, okay. and it's just like it sounds, convoyofhope.org. And uh, literally every page you see, there's a a little yellow button that says donate. And so if anything catches your mind, you can do that. And it gives you opportunities on, you know, which ones of our initiatives you may choose to just give wherever it's most needed, of course, but then the amounts, but all along the way, there's video and there's stories and there's pictures like right now, one of the bigger, you know, emphases on the websites, Ukraine, but we're doing things literally all around the U S the, West Virginia flooding I mentioned last fall. We're still operating in response to the tornadoes that hit Kentucky. Mm. You know, we're still actually working in the Bahamas after Hurricane Irma from four years ago, five years ago. So we don't just leave a place. We we don't necessarily stay forever, but we try to stay long enough to not only help the immediate needs and response, but also there's some, we call it long-term recovery to continue to help. Well, it's so great to learn about Convoy of Hope. I think my listeners are enriched to learn a little bit about what Convoy of Hope accomplishes. And we thank you for your heart. And uh, Dr. Hood, thanks for being on the show today. And I'll say to my listeners, if you want to give to Convoy of Hope, you can visit convoyofhope.org. 
And I want to thank you for listening to Your Discipleship Coach. If you've ever thought about receiving coaching, you can visit YourDiscipleshipCoach.com. You can click to receive the free coaching readiness questionnaire. You can complete that. We'll respond and offer some coaching to you. Be sure to share today's show and this podcast on your social media. But I thank you for listening in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Hey, I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.